Hey, this is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram and co-host of DC Figures and Collectibles Podcast. And I'm here to talk to you a little bit about uh, some of my favorite figures, and that is from the line of Beast Kingdom figures. They make some figures that I would describe as hot toy level face sculpt with a Mafex level articulation. And this is from their DAH line, which is Dynamic Action Hero line. Uh, they have figures from Justice League as well as Batman vs. Superman from this line so far. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely need to check it out because these are fantastic prices from anywhere from $50 to $60 with, I'm telling you, hot toy level face sculpt where it looks exactly like the actor. Exactly. And articulation... On those hot toys, you know, they're inhibited sometimes by the cloth. Not these figures. These figures, are they're not cloth. They're like Mafex-style articulation. So you could get them doing the most dynamic of poses. And, again, the, the quality is out of this world. They don't feel like they're going to break on you. And for the value, for the price, you can't go wrong. So check out Beast Kingdom today. And... Trust me, you won't be upset. You won't feel like you did the wrong thing. You're going to want more of these figures. So check out, again, Beast Kingdom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a beautiful day here at Wembley Stadium on the pitch. Today, we have a cracker of a match. I'm oh, Martin Tyler, and I'm Tyler. here. My yeah, that's no, that's not the right venue. What is this one? Um, hang on a sec, let me just check. Um, oh, we're doing a figures podcast. Oh, there's a DC figures and collectibles. Um, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, shoot. Let me do a sound sync. You ready? Okay, let's go. One, two, three. Hello, everyone. Welcome to DC Figures and Collectibles. We have a great show for you today. As of this recording, it is the third month of the 18th day of 2019. It is a Monday, and I'm joined, as ever, by my brilliant co-host and friend, all the way from England, Say hello. 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 Yes. Hello, Tyler. Um, <laughs> it is lovely to be not at Wembley. <laughs> ah, you don't um, want to be? No, I'd rather be at Old Trafford. Anyway, that's another, that's a subject for another day. Um, how are you doing? You all right? Ah, yeah. I'm, this, it's a Monday. I'm ready to start the week. We got good stuff coming up this week. We got some good shows, good guests. I'm pumped. Oh, yeah, definitely. Really looking forward to it. And very much looking forward to our interview, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Plus, we got, uh, we're going to be doing questions this week. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to doing another Q&A. It was good fun last time and lots of people got involved. So, yeah, the guest this week is you. Get in touch and let us know what you want to hear us answer. That, that, it's a... I don't even care if people say, yeah, this is a little too close to the last one. It was so much fun. I don't even care. 
Uh, <laughs> well, it was. I mean, the last one was probably like five, four, six weeks ago. So one a month. I think that's I think that's pretty good. Yeah, hopefully people don't mind. No, definitely not. I think it's nice for people to get involved because at the end of the day, we don't exist without the listeners. So for them to get in touch and see what they want to hear is be good fun. Look at Scott starting off Monday strong. <laughs> well, in, in the moment, it's five past four where I am in the afternoon, so I'm I'm trying to, you know, use all that daylight to energize. It is nine in the morning over in California. I just had my toast and eggs and my coffee. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, we got also a couple cool episodes coming up that we're going to talk about. What's today's episode that we're talking about? Uh, today's episode is um, actually not too much about Batman. It's about the the GCPD and our story of one police officer not only saves Batman but saves her own job as well, along with Bullock and the trainee detective. So this episode is P of E. What are are you saying that there's a strong female character in this episode? I th- yes, I am. It was made in the nineties as well, so. What? Ahead of its, it, 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 Batman animated series was ahead of its time in so many ways. Are you saying that Captain Marvel is not the first female-led superhero or TV show ever to exist? Well, you know, Marvel would have you believe that. <laughs> she, yeah, she can turn water into wine. I don't, I don't know if she has water on water yet. But... <laughs> she can turn water into wine. Yeah, that was brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Turn water into wine and then walk on it, but yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> yeah, this episode is uh, fantastic, really is fantastic, and uh, a genuine, believable story about a female superhero. Mm, that's always nice to to know and see. Yeah. Um, how are you, how are you in terms of new materials? I know that you got something really exciting. Um, in terms of new, well, in terms of new photos, I'm kind of um working through some Justice League stuff and I'm going to be cutting it down a little bit and, and doing some new pictures and it's got not many not many stuff stored up at the minute which is good so I'm going to refresh and, and think new but um, yeah so th- this weekend I think, well I'll say this weekend I think it was Friday night I actually got the control centre from Extreme Sets um, mm-hmm. which is just an absolutely outrageous bit of kit it's fantastic and um yeah extreme sets just every time you get a new one it just blows you away all over again and um yeah really looking forward to taking some more pictures with it and you posted some videos online and before that uh you sent some stuff to lewis and i just to take a a check out of what you got and thing is humongous honestly it's huge like it's hard to get it across in pictures which is why i did that wide shot of all justice league in in what i use as the watchtower um so yeah I, it, it, honestly it's massive like it fills my entire room itself and you got it just in time for this weekend th- this past weekend theme correct yeah i'm not gonna lie i was a bit nervous it wouldn't arrive in time because it's perfect for the theme that we did which is a watchtower theme with Lewis, who was at the back collector, um, so yeah, it, it was it was arriving just in time for for that, which was good. But um, and yeah, I feel like I a lot know. of people were pumped that you got it because everyone knows how much you love it, love the show. Oh yeah, I do love. It. I, I want to get as much as I can to help 
use those Justice League figures. It's got so many. I, pretty much the only pictures I've got taken at the minute are all of the Justice League. So I want to try and take some others to mix it up a bit because I think people get bored of seeing it. But yeah. Um, and not only did you get an extreme sets over the weekend. Yes. You got a pretty big, iconic <laughs> figure in a Mezco form. Yes. Um, yeah, I got I have you and Lewis and our, our previous guest. I have also to thank for getting this Mezco <laughs> Dark Side. He honestly is fantastic. He's so good. I, I'm never gonna, or very rarely, will you see me using with the Mezco figures. I'm using with the animated ones because he fits perfectly with them. He just looks so evil. What was it like having the tin and opening up at home? Were you just blown away or? Um, it, heavy is the word I would use. <laughs> it was very heavy. No, but when I opened it and just saw the packaging and everything, it's just such a, it's like a whole new level even for Mezco. Like it's just a beautiful figure, um, and so many head sculpts, so many cool head sculpts as well. They're not just thrown in there for the sake of having options. It's they're genuinely fantastic, and uh, yeah, that's what Mezco should do more of. Things like this, like, just reminds you how good they can be when they properly put their mind to it and actually release a damn figure but yeah they're, they're fantastic um, yeah. details i love the cape he comes with as well he just looks so good oh with the metal yeah just fantastic just blame with that one because he just looks so badass and every little detail around the mask and the belt and the mother box and his cape it's like all super jack kirby out with the little designs yeah and that that mother box looks just like the dcau one as well which is fantastic it's going to work well for pictures yeah, heck yeah. Finally, a mother box that looks like the mother box we know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not, not these big square, literally <laughs> a box. <laughs> literally a cube. Well, yeah. how are people going to know it's a mother box if it's not literally a box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know your DC fans don't know anything. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you got him because you are. he already looks perfect. And as far as I know, you're the first one to put him in with these groups with the Justice League animated figures, and he looks perfect to me. Yeah, he fits in really well. I was looking online at just his design and comparing him to the DCAU dark side, and he, he looks identical with all his, his costume and details and um, just the look of his face. It's virtually the same, so yeah, throw him in with them and see what it looks like, and it, it looks okay, so going to carry on doing it because I don't really take many Mezco pictures, so I can throw him in with the animated figures and yeah, see what see what happens. Well, if if any of you guys are still in doubt out there listening, after the multiple conversations we've had on this beautiful figure, if there's any Mezco figure to get while you can, it's going to be this dark side because I do think that even though he is at a a higher than normal price for Mezco, which is already high, mm. I do think that this is going to be one of their figures that actually gains uh, value, monetary value as the time progresses. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And if anybody wants to pick him up, he's in limited supply at Kapow Toys. Um, That's important. 139.99, which I know is people are going to gasp at, but it's the cheapest price by a long, long way. That's cheaper than what it came out with from Mezco. Yeah, it is. It's it's such a great price. So, yeah, get, get on Kapow Toys and buy that figure. It's fantastic. I'm glad that you got him. I'm glad you're happy with him. It would have been the worst if you're like, yeah, I got him, and you guys lied. He sucks. <laughs> uh, brilliant. I, just, I can't wait to add a few more characters to go with him as well. I want to try and get a Dessard. I've got a Cali back already, and 
got a Steppenwolf coming, but I just want to want to get a Desaad with him. You got a Steppenwolf coming? I've got, it's, well, it's not the Steppenwolf from Beast Kingdom that I really ah. want to get. It's but it's a Steppenwolf. It's almost yeah. like an. It looks like the animated version, so he's going to work quite well. Is it the green one? It is. Yeah, the muscle. Yeah, it it looks just exactly like the DCAU one. So, yeah, there'll be a, a couple of Justice League movie inspired posts. But don't worry, we don't smiling Batman. <laughs> Absolutely none of that. No mouth open. <gasps> yeah, no ga- no gasping at Superman. It, it was be cursing at him. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. But um, I know you've just had a pretty good weekend, I'd say. Yeah, pretty steady, um, to be fair. Oh, and also the next theme uh, that we're going to do uh, is going to be a Batsuit weekend. We haven't announced it yet, but by the time this goes out, we will have. So, yeah, it's going to be a Batsuit weekend. Well, I'm going to put this in my story right at... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, if you really want to announce it for us, go for it. That'd be a pretty cool way to announce it. No, that would be jacked up. I mean, I'd help you guys announce, but I don't want to take away your thunder ever. <laughs> you guys have your own going. People look forward to that and they love it. So no, that's gonna be it's gonna be a bat suit weekend featuring favorites and ones we've never done before. So that's gonna okay. be so cool. yeah. So is it gonna be just different iterations of the bat suit? Are you are you talking like in the cave with a bunch of bat suits up on display? What do you well, think? This is the fun thing. So what I, I might feature all animated ones because they're my favorite. As much as I love. Arkham games and love the movies and I'm probably going to feature all animated ones just to keep it a bit streamlined uh, and then I think Lewis is going to dip into all kinds of different bat suits which is pretty cool so we're going to have two completely different takes on it like usually we get one or two pictures that are fairly similar if not the same um, purely accidental but this weekend I think we're going to do, go down two completely separate routes which is going to be quite cool well that's that's even you guys are coordinating better even that's cool <laughs> yeah, well, there was a time when we did virtually the exact same BVS shot. They uploaded it at, within like two minutes of one another, and it was virtually the same shot, but each on our own style. Which, which though fun, isn't particularly like I don't know diverse for everybody else to to look at. Yeah, and also just you guys may know you did it on accident, but there's probably other people that oh no way they did on accident. They're just doing the same picture. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be the boring cynics out there that say that for sure. There's, there's yeah, Instagram wouldn't be Instagram without that. No. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see some things that we've never done before. So, yeah, that'll be fun. But actually, that brings on to something I was going to ask you about. Talking of things we've never seen before. We have never seen, or I've never seen, at least the multiverse Dark Knight Returns Wonder Woman in a picture. Not and then not all that changed 15 hours ago exactly. <laughs> at this moment when you uploaded I th- honestly I love this picture that I I've had that picture in mind for a while but I feel like I've done a lot of uh, real fire shots like that before and I definitely have done I've done a movie version of that uh, Batman vs Superman scene I've done a animated version so I just I, I've had this idea for a while I just wanted to give it some time to breathe so people didn't think I was just doing the same thing over and over Oh no! I, I, honestly, you can't get enough Trinity shots. I, if I was criticizing anybody for pictures of the Trinity, then I'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> so no, it looks fantastic. I love the uh, pose of Superman on that. It looks great. Thank you. I was gonna do uh, something making fun of their old age in this picture as a quote, but I was like, nah, I'll just leave it. 
No, I don't want to start being like Mark. I don't want to start doing jokes all the time. <laughs> no, it looks really cool. I don't think I've ever seen anyone take a picture of that Wonder Woman before, ever. I've only seen one person, and it was a previous guest of ours. And I think it's because he's an ambassador, so he actually got it for free. Right, I see. That is Blainer. And he, oh, okay, yeah. he actually did a pretty good uh, Photoshop version of her where she's in the comic, but the, the figure's real. And once I saw that, I was like, I had her, and I was like, okay, I need to do something with her. So Yeah. I actually quite like um, her design. It's a little bit alternative. It's, it's just quite good. Yeah, it's... It's a little bit more risque in the comics, I feel. <laughs> That's Frank Miller. That's Frank Miller. He likes his ladies. Yeah. I could just get a different take on Wonder Woman and all these characters. But uh, no, I really do enjoy that shot. Was that spear that you used with it? Is that the Beast Kingdom spear? No, no. that The Beast Kingdom one would have been a little too big. And so I ended up yeah. using the Mafex one. Right. I've got, oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot that you got the arm oh, of Mafex. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I did wonder that because I thought the spear looks like a brilliant scale pin. Because I know that those Dark Knight Return figures are a little bit on the tall side, aren't they, compared to like DC collectibles? Yes, they are. Yes, I do like that picture a lot, though. It's very nice. Where was the backdrop you used for that? Because obviously it's a real backdrop, but where, where did you do it? I do that in front of a fireplace. Oh, okay. I thought that was outside. That looks really good. So, well that's good because with the fire it sucks up so much light that i have to just flood the figures with uh three lights two overhead lights and a phone light just to get them to have normal looking color because the fire just takes so much light i really like it it's good how you can see right the, the red glow of the fire on the floor as well it looks really and then that's like, my favorite part <laughs> you know like when you see pictures of people in front of fires and you get like the red glaze on the back you can see that a lot on batman and, and especially superman as well on their shoulders so that, that looks really nice and i told you yesterday I, t I took it yesterday and i told you i had a bad headache all day so i i had to eke this one out and get a third picture out and i just like the it's the fun it's a different challenge doing fire shots because you you have a limited time to get a correct shot and so you have yeah. to have everything perfect beforehand and then even still, while the fire is going, you realize you messed up something with lighting. So it's yeah. just like a, it's it's actually like a little adrenaline rush and fun. But if you mess up and don't yeah. get you, you just get pissed. <laughs> well, if, if that's what you make when you have headaches, you should have headaches more often because it's fantastic. You don't wish that on me, man. Don't wish <laughs> in, the, in the kindest possible way. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you like it. As long as Batman fans like it, that's all I care about. I know there's some people that be like, oh, this is stupid, but I don't care. No, that's, yeah, it's not that page, it's yours. <laughs> and then with uh, with you doing so much uh, animated Justice League photos, I was inspired to use one yesterday, but I wanted to do a Joker one too, and that's where I came up with the the Joker gone fishing Aquaman photo. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I always, I, I always got, I love using the Harley fish. I've only used her twice, but it's just so funny looking. <laughs> I like the quote as well, pack of poles. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that Rorschach hat came in handy. It looks like a fisherman floppy hat when I put it on. Yeah, it does look very good. I love that Rorschach. I like the bench that you've got in that picture as well and all the water effects. It looks really cool. Thank Yeah, the bench. I bought that for one shot like a couple of weeks ago, so I figured I'd use that more. Oh, was that the old friend's shot that you did? Yes. 
Yeah, nice no, thought. Simon and Garfunkel inspired Batman. <laughs> sure that's never been done before. Oh, and it was some shot to just get Batman and Superman to actually bend at the hips to sit them down. Uh, Batman was still tough, but Superman actually did it well. Yeah, Superman's uh, those Kryptonian joints work better than the human ones. Yeah, Batman's aging, so he's in his forties at that time. His hips probably bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's not far away. I don't know about you, but there's times where I feel good and bad about uh, different times of doing photos, and right now I feel like I'm in a. I feel like I'm pretty happy with sorry, the thing. I cut out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you cut out. Then what did you say? Sorry. What was the last thing you heard? Um, you said about times. Oh, I just said there's there's times where you know you feel like you're doing pictures, but you're not completely happy with them, or you feel iffy about them. Oh God, yeah, definitely. Wow. Like, there's, there's nothing worse when you're going through. I, you must go through it a lot with like about my animated series when you feel like oh, that picture's just a bit of filler just to keep the series going or something. Oh, there's times I don't even want to get out of bed and face the day because I'd have to come up with something new. <laughs> but yeah, that's, it, that's difficult. Eventually, it it happens or I just pick a picture that I feel like I put a lot of work in that was from a while ago that people haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the last couple episodes I've been pretty happy with. Yeah. I feel like the, uh, Sins of the Father was my favorite. Yeah. That was a very nice picture. I, I personally really enjoy um, both the last one you did, the Never Fear one, because that's one of the favorite episodes. And then Cold Comfort, I really liked that photo as well. Uh, see, that's <laughs> that's an old one. It's from a, probably a couple of years ago. I really liked that cold comfort picture. Thank you. That's the thing. I I also kind of feel bad when I do do a repost of a picture. I never feel completely satisfied. In a way, that's a good thing, though. It eats at me, but as long as people like it and they've seen it. Like, there's a picture I... I uh, which one was I looked down... There's a picture I redid a couple of days ago, or I reposted, and it actually got 2,000 likes, and the other one barely cracked 500. So I feel like that is, if you do do a good ep, a good photo that's a ways, like you did a while ago, and you uh, feel like you put in some hard work in, to make it look good, I don't see any problem in reposting it. Well, then there's no, no rules to this, this whole thing, so do whatever you want with it. It's... You haven't gotten the rule book yet? Um, oh, no, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I have shoes. Oh, I'm just I'm messing with oh, you. I, I, I take that, I'll take that back and I have to wait until a rule book um, arrives. Some people some people do seem to think there is one, though. Genuinely, it's quite funny. Oh, yeah, but that it is funny when you see drama in people's stories. Well, it, it, it's funny, actually. I think you mentioned this a few weeks ago. You know, you said, like, when you got to sort of around the four, five, six thousand follower mark, uh-huh. you started to get loads of trolls, and yep. just generally people just commenting for the sake of it. I, yeah, I'm starting to notice stuff like that, which is quite funny. Should we break it down again? Because I think I told you in private about that. Yes, yeah, go for it. All right, this is just what I've noticed, and I, I, I see Scott saying that he started to notice it. And I feel like just seeing other pe- people's pages and the at the rate at which they get shared in accordance to their – I feel like when you're first starting off, like at zero or a couple hundred, and you're doing toy photography, everyone's friendly. 
yeah. everyone everyone's really nice everyone's friendly uh supportive saying nice things and i think that's a combination of being new and the people that are like pretty big up or think they're big up feel like oh this person's so new there's like no worries no threat and then <laughs> i feel like where uh, once you get to where you're starting to get now where you're starting to get to the five thousand range and the people that are in that range up to ten thousand is the range where there's a lot of people that are jealous and a lot of people that you know think are looking at you like why is he getting these followers and likes look at my work it's better and that kind of thing where people compare they're a little bit starting to get more competitive a little yeah. bit they don't, say that. Yeah. they're a little bit more upset that uh you're doing well so they're not and you'll even start to see as you grow the people that used to comment on your pictures all the time just disappear yeah and then i think once you well also in this range i feel like that's when you start to get people not only trolls but people trying to steal your work because they feel like you're big enough where they could get a lot of likes off of it but small enough where you won't notice or won't say anything yes yeah and i know that you've had that problem before yeah and i definitely had that problem around that range and then thankfully just persistence in telling the stop it got them to stop yeah definitely yeah and then once you get to 10k uh it kind of lessens and people start to be more respectful at least they'll ask you or say like they'll tag you and also 10k i feel like when you start to get um people interested you in sponsorships and stuff like that and then from then on, I think it's just spotty. But I feel like in the, the sweet spot of trolls and people trying to repost and steal your stuff is in between the 5,000 follower to 10,000. Yeah. And you feel like that's the case? It's slowly getting that way a little bit. Yeah, there's like people just pointing out. Of, it's not, it, don't get me wrong, it's not that bad. I mean, you get people posting stupid comments that make no sense sometime or saying, oh, why, why, why are you doing this? Or it's like, like someone said, they don't want to pictures. Why are you using the Transformers base as the watchtower? Basically, and it's like I'm well aware of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, I'm I'm very very aware. Thank you for that. But what I'm using for is this. Like you like, can have like, imagination. Yeah, yeah it's like have have some bloody imagination for God's sake. <laughs> Like, oh, what is wrong with you? Like, if you want to go and see a Transformers base, watch the show or go and look at somebody else's pictures. Go and go and look at someone like me underscore likey underscore bikes. He takes great pictures of that with the Transformers. So check out his work. But if you're looking at my page, then you're going to be seeing Watchtower pictures. If you don't like it, you don't have to comment on it or waste your time or my time commenting on it either. Like, I appreciate the support, but when you're just pointlessly nitpicking, then it's just it's everybody loses there's no point that's true and it's just no fun it's like what person reading that uh, person's comment says oh you know you're using a transformer base who wants to follow yeah. that and also no amount of words saying it's transformers base will stop you from doing more pictures with it so like it's just pointless uh yeah i kind of had that with uh a pic way less but it's just still funny to see people get uh, riled up over something so stupid that yeah. picture, the picture where I switched Bruce Wayne's head with uh, Black Panthers yes yeah got, a lot of likes, got over a thousand likes but I still had people like this is retarded this is stupid switch it back <laughs> <laughs> like guys just I'm a Batman fan as hardcore as any of you 
but this is just a joke. Uh, yeah, it's just a laugh. And to be fair, actually, think about it. I hope people do keep commenting because it, it, it puts your post further up in the most recent stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the in for the hashtags, people always forget that. So if, you, if you're trying to down a picture's attention, you're all you're doing is feeding it more. So if that yeah. gives it attention, then it, it, it factually hasn't worked. <laughs> I'll I'll say that next time. Well, my co Scott Scott my co my co star Scott. <laughs> well, it's just stupid. These people don't. I'll tag I'll tag you and say take it up with him. <laughs> yeah, then we just endlessly comment, and then more people will notice it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I've seen I've seen a few of that, and, and also seen um someone publicly slate his own following, saying that only. Like a minor percentage of his followers Go like his posts. So yeah, yesterday I noticed someone in the story that I follow. I won't name them, but they, what well, or did follow that they'd been saying that um, only five percent, I think it was, of his following like his posts. You know, what's the point? It's like, well, what's the point? It's, a, it's, it's just honestly, it's just such a ridiculous thing to say, like publicly. It's, it's all very well thinking it, but actually publicly slating your own following for not supporting you is just ridiculous. But the irony of all this is he follows me and hasn't supported any of my work for months, which is quite funny, really, because uh, you talk about wanting support from people and you don't offer it back. That's the whole point of it. You offer it out to people and they, they'll give it back. And if they don't, then you don't you don't have to support or like their work anymore. It's just simple as that. You know, publicly slating your own following, like, it's just ridiculous. Have some perspective, you toy photographer, for God's sake. I would just say one thing, and I know you responded to him, but I know I would just respond one thing. I would just like, get better then. Just be better. <laughs> well, that, just get, just get out of it. It's really just stupid. If you're really that worried about it, do you think that doing the math and figuring out how percentage of your following follow? likes your picks and then sliding them is going to work or you think actually putting more time and effort and passion into something <laughs> yeah you're just doing it for likes then aren't you and that's quite literally it. you're basing your entire account and collection on statistics exactly it's completely balls and just so stupid which is kind of something we spoke on last time yeah i don't feel like a bit of a repetitive issue but it, which, which it's, just, it's what we see on a daily basis yeah like to, to a certain degree it is a repetitive issue, but it's a repetitive issue because people keep doing it. And the longer people do it, the more people are going to talk about it. So it's just one of those things. And It's also funny that they don't see the irony of their their logic, like you said. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, support other people, and then perhaps they'll show it your back. You absolute idiot. It's just so stupid. I, get, I, oh, I love it. I honestly, love it. Honestly, it really is embarrassing. And it's got, people got to stop it. It's just stupid. Absolutely stupid. It's really frustrating though because like it's all very well saying I oh, people don't support me if I support them back, which I to a point I understand. But and then all you're trying to do is use leverage to get likes back, which isn't right either. But I I don't know. It's just stupid. It, it was just a stupid comment and um I, I asked about I asked about I just said look, appreciate what you've got, appreciate that they follow you and I didn't get a reply, so that's says all you need to know really and well, do, i do believe the story got deleted as well so yeah you left so, an impact maybe uh maybe he's thinking about what you said it made an impact 
Yeah, well, it's maybe so, but either way, thankfully it's an issue that he decided wasn't an issue. Yeah, I hope that uh, maybe he just had a moment of weakness. Hopefully he gets better. Yeah, well, that's it. It's one of those things he's just got to move on from it. It's just, just silly. Now, you had a, a homework assignment for me. Ah, yes, indeed. Actually, <laughs> this is funny. So Scott messaged me and he said that he thought this would be a fun idea to talk about just to show <laughs> a range of variety in extreme sets, one, and also a, a different thing, which I'll talk about after. But I went through and looked at all the different uses I've gotten out of the the bank uh, the bank set, not the one with the bank vault, just the bank set from extreme sets. And I've used it as a bank, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've used that it as surprises me more than anything else to be honest. I've actually used it just for a bank. <laughs> that is surprising. It's only the first picture, so <laughs> after that I've used it as a Joker hideout for like a Jack Nic- Nicholas style uh Batman eighty nine shot. I've used it as Mad Hatter's hideout. And I've used it multiple times for a Wayne Manor shot. Yeah. So there's a good four four different uses. I'm sure you could use it as a house in general for anyone. Uh, you also used it as a bar for the uh, Holiday Nights one, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I and, did. You, and you used it as a toy store yesterday or day before. Did I? You did, yeah, for that um, Shazam shot. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, that was not that wasn't the bank set though. That was the apartment complex. Oh, is that the apartment? Oh, I see. Right, okay. That was the floor from it though, right? Yes, yes. Oh, and I've also used it for the mafia meeting where Joker fries that guy's skull. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, so, and, and also for that um, Mr. J and Harley one where he's like, "I didn't ask." Yeah, I love that so much. There's, there's so many different photos that you've used that set for. I think it's honestly one of the most versatile sets that I've ever seen. And I really do think with that bank set, if I wanted to, I could, because I've used it sometimes like as a ledge to put like a mirror or a picture. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could use a exacto knife and cut out a little square from that box and make it look like a fireplace. Oh, that'd be cool. It's Yeah, it's very, very versatile. But... Not as versatile as one figure I have is probably my MVP figure next to my Rick Flags for most used. <laughs> and it is the Hugo Strange Diamond Hugo. Select Body. From- uh, yeah, he, he is. He, he's like an extra that just keeps on giving. <laughs> he's the best investment I ever got. And I think I paid five bucks in total for him because I had a $10 gift card. <laughs> but he has easily the most usage of. Uh, of any figure i'm going to list just some well all of them so he's been hugo strange he's which was only once he's been bruce wayne in both the christian bale version and the bat fleck version he's been lex luther which is black my favorite. Mask. oh yeah lex luther's my favorite as well he's been black mask for a photo he's been a batman begins scarecrow <laughs> a Joker 89 killed skeleton, which I just mentioned from the mob scene. <laughs> a random background thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw, 
Thorn from the Flash TV show. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The mayor from the Dark Knight where Joker throws that hanged fake Batman at the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then last one, American Psycho Patrick Bateman, which is just Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got a lot of usage. He is versatile, I think the word is, yes. It's ridiculous. Easily one of the best articulated body figures you can get. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so that was uh, that was actually a fun homework assignment, and it was fun just going back to all the pictures too, because I don't often go too far back and look at the pictures. It's fun to see all the stuff that I post. Sometimes I forgot I posted stuff. <laughs> so that was yeah, fun. It gets like that sometimes. There's that many pictures that like we get through, and you can't remember sometimes. And then there's also sometimes where I don't know if this is the same for you where. You could look at a picture and instantly be thinking about what you were doing at the time, what the day was like. Yeah, no, definitely. That's very true. So I also feel like this is cool for us because it's almost like a timeline of our our lives in a way. (laughs) Yeah, every picture does have a story to it. That's true. Now, speaking of stories. Yes. Do we want to get into the episode? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You've done a shot for this episode already? Yeah, I got a shot ready to go. Dang, look at you. Okay. You are always on it. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. So today's episode is POV, which is short for a point of view. It is the seventh to be produced and the 13th to air. And it aired in September. 18th of 1992 I was I was a baby boy yes I wasn't even born you were in a twinkle I I was minus two at that point (laughs) Uh, well this uh like Scott talked about at the beginning it's an episode that doesn't have Batman in it a lot and uh, a lot of the times we do see Batman it is through the eye or point of view of three cops. One of them is Harvey Bullock. One of them is Renee Montoya. And another is a rookie cop. I can't remember his name at the moment. But what it starts off with is... Oh, it's Wilkes. That's his name. Oh, yes. Yeah. What it starts off with, it's, uh, it's a night in Gotham City. And Renee and Wilkes are you know, trying to get to... A break in or something had happened at warehouse facility, and Bullock's already there. And when they get there, they have to, you know, things go bad. They all get split up, and nothing happens. And so, what we get the next scene is we get shown Commissioner Gordon was above him even, and he's just chewing out Bullock, Wilkes, and Montoya because they didn't do anything according to plan one of they he's trying to figure out who disobeyed orders the other two are saying it was bullock bullock saying no he had to go in and we get to hear all three of their versions right yeah so you you as soon as this episode starts you're just thrown straight into the action immediately um and uh and then you you, as you say it cuts back to the scene with the lieutenant 
meeting, which is um, interesting scene actually, because straight away he's just immediately having a go at all three of them, trying to find out who's the liar. And Bullock goes first with his story, um, and then it. Cut, it kind of cuts to a which It's a funny story, yeah. It's quite. Uh, it, it digs himself up to be the hero, which is an interesting take from his perspective. But yeah, so it cuts to a scene straight away. It's almost like the 1989 Batman scene when they're all crapping into that safe and Axis Chemicals. It's a little bit like that. Sort of, yeah. you know, it's kind of like that. So you see all these thugs opening the safe um, and then Bullock kind of creeps up on them um, and he trips over like a tin can and falls over. Um and all the thugs notice him when he tries to get the gun. Guy steps on his hand. And that's basically the start of the whole thing. Yeah. Bullet tripping on a can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bullet tripping on a can with big, big clumsy feet. But isn't this easily the most entertaining part of the whole episode is the bullet part? Yeah, because Bullock's such a, a clumsy idiot sometimes. Yeah, it. If anyone's ever been in a work area, workforce, or even doing projects with anyone that's like Bullock, it's it's just so funny because it's so relatable seeing this guy who thinks he's got it all together and he thinks you I genuinely think he thinks he's right in most of the things he does, but he's just such yeah. a class and so he's like if you've ever seen the Inbetweeners, he's like a J to me. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he actually is, yeah. And not the American version. And not, oh, good God, no. <laughs> but I love Bullock where he just thought he's like, yeah, like they were late. So I had to go in and do it myself. And, <laughs> and Batman was in there and, you know, he's the klutz that he made a noise. And I had to save him from all these thugs. And it, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like you Batman dra- it's like we see Batman dra- uh, dragging Bullock out. And then Bullock's like, look, I was there to save his butt. <laughs> it's like, well, it's obviously a little crap, but look, like, Batman, Batman does not need to be saved by anybody, least of all you. Yeah, I just, I love that he even has the bravado to say that. And <laughs> it's funny seeing, what hearing his story and seeing the complete opposite, that's just entertaining. Yeah, because in like the early parts of this series and even later on in it, he just can't stand Batman, he hates him. Which I I really like because you could tell yeah. he he wants to be such a good cop and wants to be uh, one of the people that is a hero to Gotham. Which that's not it. He's just jealous of Batman because he was going. To, he feels probably he's going about the right way being a cop. But yeah, I love the the Bullock dynamic of Batman. Oh, it's so funny! It really it's one of the best parts of the series too. <laughs> Honestly, it is. It, it really is. Like even. There's the one scene where Batman just pushes him really hard. I don't remember what episode it is, but then there's also that one where Bullock is just so happy that uh, he in that and over the edge where he thinks Batman actually murdered Barbara. We just all right now we got gotcha. you. Yeah. So it's cool getting a little moment with Bullock this early on in the season, and it's also just the reoccurring character that you love the rest of the the entirety of the show. Yeah, definitely. That's very true. But then we get someone that we never see again in the entirety of the show tell their side of the story. Yes, the rookie cop, Officer Wilkes, is it you said? Yes, look at that memory. Officer, yeah, I I love this description. He he is talking from a a real sort of mythical 
like I don't know, kind of like a fan sort of perspective where he's describing like someone who threw sparks from his fingertips and um, to take out yeah, the like car tires. It's like if someone in England said that they s- might have seen like Jack the Ripper or something. It's like mythical. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is definitely, and yeah, he describes some sort of like creature almost. Um, in Batman, which is pretty cool. Yeah, when he says he saw sparks fly from his hands, like the ball, it's like the tax to like blow the tire out, and mm. he said he shot electricity. It's his battering just blowing mm. off the car door. Yeah, no, and that's like cool. it's cool because I feel like that's how we'd think of it if we ever saw something like that in real life. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and his part of the story is actually quite a crucial bit where he he says after he catches the thug, that the thug says Doc, but that's all that you could hear. Uh, so you get like a bit of a crucial part of the story to get pieced together for later. Which makes us kind of like a detective in this episode. Yeah, no, it, it does. And I, you, like, like as a viewer watching it, you don't really know what happens until sort of like the middle end of the, the episode. But I, I love how Gordon throughout the entire scene and the interrogation but he just supports them like he fiercely supports his officers because he really believes in who they are and what they do yeah and you could even tell like in his face and stuff that this whole thing is hard for him to even watch yeah yeah and then like, the lieutenant's like oh back down this is my investigation Gordon yeah but, yeah it's such a cool scene that reminds me of the two-faced stuff in Dark Knight yeah very very similar Ramirez so I I love that they include that character to show that he's not just uh, a flipper flopper where he just loses faith in his own team based on one incident. He still defends his group. Yeah, definitely. It's very true. And then because the main guy in charge doesn't believe Wilkes' whole story, we find, we get Renee Montoya speaking up to defend Wilkes. And this is one of the first times we see what has now become an iconic character in comics as not only just in Batman the animated series, but she was debuted in the animated series and yeah. she's now established DC lore. Yeah, she is even in a movie. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting. Movie. And she's definitely one of the most prized and sought after DC collectibles. Oh, God, yeah. I'm not kidding. That thing is expensive as crap now, that rogues pack. <laughs> Honestly, it's mad how much that sets away. So what is uh, what do we hear from Montoya? Okay, so Montoya... Um, Montoya probably has the most level-headed of all the stories and probably the most accurate, really. I mean, even at the end of the episode, we still don't fully understand what happened, but Montoya just from our perspective, is probably the most believable in that she turns up and Bullet was already down. He'd already gone in and got a good hiding off the thugs and Batman had saved him. But, um, yeah, when she goes in, she sees the, the sort of thugs there, the gang, um, and she kind of gets trapped in the situation straight away because there's a fire ongoing as well and the stuff collapsing around her and Batman flies into beat up the thugs um, and she's like he's behind you and then yeah Batman takes them all out um, almost then, second Robin behind Alfred yeah definitely helping him out 
So then Batman saves Montoya from the the blaze, but then from Montoya's perspective, Batman doesn't seem to escape. Like the whole building sort of collapses. But my favorite bit about this whole scene is, is Montoya starts his story off by saying um, to Bullock, like, "Batman must have got a second wind yes. to be saved by Bullock because he was in rare form." I'm <laughs> so happy you brought that up. Which is really funny because he just puts a downer on Bullock's story straight away. Yeah, and the way she delivers that line is just drenched in sarcasm. <laughs> so funny. So I, yeah, I was if I, you weren't going to say it, I was about to say it. So I'm glad that you said it. that's one of the best lines. It's so good. It makes Bullock look like an idiot. And so we have Montoya gave her side, and we have a Batman that we don't know what's what happened to him, and we're yeah. in the present. Yeah. The guy's name who was above Commissioner Gordon, his name is Hackle. I think that's his last name. And he is just the epitome of, he's like an HR rep, I think, if anyone's worked in that. he's Everyone hates him. No one likes him. He has no room for sympathy or empathy. And he tells all three of the officers they're done turning their badges and weapons. And I think that's one of the best scenes too, just seeing uh, the different reactions in all of them as they put it on there. You see Bullock's pissed. The rookie's just like, oh, like, already done with this job, and Montoya's just sad. And it's nice seeing them have to put in front of Commissioner Gordon. I just think it's a cool scene. Yeah, it's quite cool. It's quite a sad moment as well, really. Yes. And then we have Montoya on the train, I believe, or? Yes, he comes sort of straight on the, the train um, on the way home from work. The monorail? Yes, yeah. Another pretty cool thing that's... That got refeatured in dot in uh, Batman Begins as well. Oh Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Never want to miss out on a BTS Easter egg. But, Never. Um, yeah, so she, she's on the on the train home and she's trying to figure out the um the thug saying Doc and what it what it meant. And she's kinda of drawing pictures as she goes on the way home. She just kinda of gazes out the window and just sees Gotham's docks and she's like, Ah, docks, of course. Yeah, because initially she thought it was like a person's nickname. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. Which we all would. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, yeah. But yeah, then she she puts it together and then we get the scene where like Batman's hanging upside down and there's a a thug trying to mess with his belt and he gets gassed. <laughs> that's another one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, that's true. you just see Batman's like captured upside down, and he's just still in, like calm and in control. Yeah, he's just like, um, who who's your boss? And they just point, and then the guy just appears like with like a almost like an eyepiece on in a, in a dark, complete like, like, sort of in in the shadows of a hat on. And Batman's just like, that's all I need to know. <laughs> pops a knife out of his gloves and cuts himself free and begins pummeling all the thugs. And does someone ever show up? Yes, indeed. So Montoya randomly comes on the scene investigating it, which is pretty cool. Mont-C- and she's Montoya. able to hold her own against most of the people, right? Yeah, definitely. Montoya kicks ass. She doesn't have any powers or anything? No, no powers whatsoever. Doesn't need any of these. Doesn't need to be told she's an overpowered character when she isn't. She doesn't need the glow. 
doesn't need a glow. Doesn't need to be on anybody else's names as well. Hey, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, I want to be sick. But no. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Montoya and Batman kind of, so as soon as the thugs pull out the guns, they grapple up to this massive crane that's overlooking the whole dockyard. Um, and they kind of hide out in there. Montoya stays. He's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, stick around. So Batman flies down to take out the thugs. And Montoya can use the crane um, to take out some of them as well with this big crate and smashes a hole in the dock where they all fall into. So she essentially saves Batman. She does. I mean, one thing I find funny is that thug that is constantly trying to climb up that ladder and always getting smacked back into the water again. <laughs> that is that is well-timed humour. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I also like when Batman flies on to take out a thug on a forklift. He, he takes the guy out and then starts driving the forklift into the side of the ship that's trying to escape. So I, hope was, uh, I hope he was certified to drive the forklift. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who was checking his mirrors? <laughs> he was going along, yeah, make, making sure everything was all right. So he, he flies the truck into the side of the ship and takes the ship out. It floods. That's a awesome scene. Yeah, that's a fantastic scene. Funny seeing Batman drive a forklift as well. Where everybody wants to see that. <laughs> and then we see that the gang is eventually captured and. All the money is recovered, and we still see a pissed off hackle, <laughs> which is just pissed at Montoya saying she acted, we you know, without being told to, and that she's still being under review. And Gordon finally loses it and just gets on Hackle's case, gets him out of there, and we're all good. Yeah, just like this boss has gone long enough. And he just which grabs it, gives back the badges. It's funny seeing Gordon just snap. Yeah, it is. But it's like, like he's such a cool character it's, and fairly sarcastic, but it's funny to see him snapping. Yeah, you know that Gordon Gordon's not always about following the rules to a T. Yeah. So he could care less what Montoya did as long as he got the job done. Yeah, I feel like Gordon's like if Gordon is Batman's midway point between Alfred and himself. Oh, that's that's a good point. I've never heard that before. Because Batman sometimes, like, uh, sorry, Gordon sometimes can be a bit sarcastic and cheeky to Batman, but then other times he's he's very serious and agrees with him. And... Yeah. And we saw it just takes one death in his family to become just as radical as Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So he is on the border. I like that you said that. That's actually a perfect analogy. See how you think. You need someone like that as a middle ground to kind of. That is perfect. I have. <laughs> you blew my mind with the poison ivy clone, and then you just blew my mind with that. <laughs> that is a nice. So it's again, it's another great episode, and it's a yeah. another episode that doesn't have a big rogues in it. Yeah, definitely, and they, you don't even know who the main villain is. Really, he's just called the boss. That's it. <laughs> he doesn't even have a name which shows how good the episode is that they don't even need a villain as such or at least a named one yeah so that's two episodes in a row that have been extremely uh, 
extremely good, well-written, and mm. in different ways, deep. But as a kid, yeah. we probably didn't like them as much because they didn't have Two-Face or Joker or Penguin. Yeah, not you, you didn't really understand them until you age and then realize what, but what both it means and also what it's about. And I'm sure by now we've all been in a position where we've been in that same situation where there's different sides to a story and you're trying to like tell your side and it's frustrating hearing someone else lie and trying to keep a cool head. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of teaching kids a little bit of morals as well with that story. Yes. That's yeah. It's a good episode. And then um, what do you give that episode out of 10? Six and a half. Definitely enough. That's what I was going to say as well. Well, I was a little too lenient on the Underdwellers one, so just because I think it aged well, point of view, I think it's a six and a, it's a six and a half overall. Yeah, it's a, it's like a solid episode, but it doesn't stand out as one of the best ones. Yeah, I know me. That's the thing that sucks about this. Anytime you rate anything below a seven, it's gonna people. Oh, it must not be that good. But <laughs> yeah, animated series. So. Yeah, we're rating it as an animated series, not compared to anything else. Yeah, it's still the gold standard and far above anything else ever created. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. At least in terms of anything outside of the DCAU. <laughs> but yeah, so the next episode is going to be your dad's favorite. One of them. That, yeah, one, one of his two favorites. Probably, probably his favorite, to be fair. And a third episode where we don't get a famous rogues gallery, but it's just as deep if not deeper than the other, the previous two. Yeah, definitely is. So that's going to be a fun one. And that's going to be on the episode where we answer your questions as well. Yeah. That's going to be really good fun. But what we got coming up is something a little different that we have not had in a couple of ways. We have a female guest, which that is something that we're glad to have on. And we also have an actress her name is amber her her uh, instagram name is at ember ever yeah not amber heard <laughs> she is petitioning her butt off to get, get the role of barbara gordon slash batgirl and she is a uh, pretty she's intense man she's making sure she gets the word out what do you think definitely i think She's certainly looks apart, looks like Barbara Gordon. So, yeah, certainly speak, uh, I think, for both of us in wishing her good luck with it. And, yeah, looking forward to speaking to her and having her on. Yeah, I I think that she she definitely has uh, the look of a Barbara Gordon. I think it's cool that she seems to be a similar age to what she'd be in the comics. Mm. And I also like the fact that there's a lot of uh, bat community out there not just toy photographers but uh different bat fan pages that are trying to help her and i just think that's a cool thing but how cool would it be if she did get the role and is because the batman community really helped her i think that's yeah. that'd be a story definitely i agree but we do uh we do want her to come on and uh we're gonna we're gonna ask her straight up questions like okay which what do you think of batgirl what was your first uh, exposure to her. Why do you think you'll be a good back row? What's your favorite back row story? We're going to drill her and see if she has uh, 
not just the look, but the the smarts and the knowledge to play a character that a lot of people hold dear. Definitely, sometimes I think like with actors, they they get people who look the part, not can play the part. Sometimes, like Brie Larson, definitely need both. Like Brie Larson, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would argue she neither looks nor plays it, but there we go. <laughs> I think they just hired her the day after she won an Oscar, and then they regretted it now. <laughs> yeah. But let's not get into that. I know there's people that love the movie or say they love it. <laughs> but I said that I loved uh, Justice League at first, too. Yeah, everybody has to say they love Captain Marvel, otherwise it gets deleted, so... That's true. That's true. So everybody, so everybody loves it, apart from the people that don't, but they haven't got a voice. So. Yeah, they don't. They don't matter. So that's uh that's gonna be our guest on the next half of this show, and this is also a show that we're doing all in one day. So me and Sky are gonna reconnect later today to bring this. Yes, in exactly. Oh, this is where my math fails me. About six, seven hours time. Seven uh, hours time. It will, it will be, uh, if only we could do this all at once, that'd be nice, but <laughs> uh, we'll definitely be able to hopefully get her on later in the day. Yes, definitely. No, this is good fun. Everything is totally fresh as you listen to this. Yes. No, uh, wait, this is, when do you want me to put this out? Tonight? So, yeah, let's do it tonight. Let's not wait two months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, that's an inside joke. If anyone doesn't know, that's pretty funny. All right. There's probably only Tyler that would get that joke, but I'm glad yeah. he did. <laughs> that man, I love when Scott is uh, feisty and cheeky. <laughs> it's it's not feisty or cheeky. It's just factual. That is factual, but <laughs> it's also hilarious, factual. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I got to bring up this before we go, too. Make sure to uh, check out my Instagram later today. We have a sponsor from, uh, it's called Beast Threads, and they are a company that tries to make it easier for males, especially to shop without having to go out to a store. Especially, it's just, I feel like males in general aren't big on going to stores, trying on clothes. Wasting out, well, not wasting, but it feels like you waste hours just getting clothes. When instead, this is a service that you have someone that will talk to you, try to get to know you, and shop for you and send it to you in a box. They send good stuff Nike, Adidas, all name brand stuff. And they do it monthly. And whatever you don't like, you can send back. I'm sure you guys have heard of services like this. So we're going to see what they got to offer today. And I'll actually post a unboxing video on instagram so awesome that'll be interesting to see definitely yeah that'd be fantastic we're talking about being different that is something a little different that we haven't done before yeah absolutely that sounds fantastic i'm looking forward to seeing that that will be interesting hopefully they've snuck some batman stuff in there but we we don't know (laughs) uh yeah there's a cow in there the cape some batman chucks (laughs) <laughs> I already have them, actually. I should never wear them because they're too cool. All right. <laughs> so Scott's going to go play some soccer, score some goals. So it is appropriate that we start off with Wembley. And... Yeah, I'm just going to make sure I score them in the right net this time. 
Oh, we didn't have to say that. We'll delete that out. <laughs> no, he is uh he is on par with the greats of Tevez, Silva, Messi. That, that, that is a lot, but still. <laughs> no, but we we are gonna find out if Scott had a good game. He was the the man of the match after. Hmm. We'll see. We're gonna even break down his passing accuracy. His touches. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we won't bore you guys with that, but no, don't do that. I, I do think it's cool that you're playing soccer. I'm jealous. It quite literally a football match in between, in between the first and second half of the show. Yeah, it's like a reverse halftime. It, yeah, no, it is actually. Yeah, it actually is. It's a reverse halftime. Oh, that's a great way to put it. So, all right, I'll talk to you later. I'll try to bust out some picks and catch up to what you've done. <laughs> and then we'll reconvene after the match. Yes. I've been Andy Tyler. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually works with my name, but all right. We will see you on the other side. Scott, you have a good game. Thank you very much. Enjoy the day. Looking forward to it. All right. See you Bye-bye. Hey, what's up? This is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, as well as co-host of DC Figures and Collectibles Podcast. And I'm here to talk about Soap Studios action figures. They're action figures that come with soft good clothing. They are articulated like crazy with up to 27 points. They come with tons of accessories. They're highly durable, highly detailed, and I cannot recommend them enough. If you desire to get a Soap Studio figure yourself, especially the Reverse Flash that is up for pre-order right now, uh, I would get on it right away because a lot of people are getting this figure. If you want to know where to get it, I would go to SideshowCollectibles.com. It is available for pre-order right now. And if you want to get another Soap Studio figure, ones that have already been out, you could definitely go check out Big Bad Toy Store. They have them available as well, like... The CW Flash, CW Arrow, as well as the two-pack featuring Bruce Wayne and Ra's al Ghul from Batman Begins. I highly recommend these figures. I think they're spectacular. Uh, I think they definitely are going to be competition for Mezco sooner rather than later. I can't recommend them enough. If you guys need to go get them, you know where to go. Again... Sideshow Collectible for pre-order of Reverse Flash. Big Bad Toy Store for any other of their 1-12th scale figures. You won't regret it. Tell them DC Figures and Collectibles sent you. Hello and welcome everybody to DC Figures and Collectibles. We are now at the guest portion of the show, and we have something that's never been done here before on the show, not only in having a female guest for the first time, which is nice, but we have an actress who is campaigning very hard and actually getting a lot of support from the online community to portray Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. Uh, and we have her. Her name is Amber. If you aren't following her already, you can find her on Instagram at Amber, A-M-B-E-R, Ever, E-V-E-R, E-V-E-R, yeah. 
I'm right. I, I'm also joined by uh, Scott, my co-host, all the way from Stoke on Trent. How are you doing, Scott? Hello, hello, hello. Tyler. Hello, Amber. How's it going? Hello. Hello. <laughs> nice. There she is. Hello, there we go. I was like, uh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a warning about this app right now. Okay. If you let the screen go black, we will not be able to hear you. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that, but that happens to us sometimes. Well, thanks we lose... for telling me. Now I know. No problem. Okay, so first of all, we want to know a little bit about you as much as you're willing to indulge about yourself, um, how you how you grew up, how you got into acting, all of that. Wow, okay. Um, so basically, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. My mom... In Scranton? In Scranton? Yeah. No, 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 I wish. Oh, okay. <laughs> the office? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, in Pittsburgh. And then my dad and, like, all of my other family is from a little town called Ada in Pennsylvania. So I have, like, that city and country vibe to me. Like, I know how to be a city girl, but then I know how to get, you know, you muddy know, and ride quads and stuff. So I grew up there, and my dad, and my dad was a performer. He's, like... He wanted to be a rock star, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was young, I wanted to be a rock star. Little did I know, I can't sing. And oh. so I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Like, whatever. And well, neither can, those, neither can those artists, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. Wait, I need some tea for this. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, so. Have... Huh? No, you could go. I was going to make another joke, but no worries. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And so, um, yes, I, I've always wanted to be a performer. And so I took acting classes in high school. You know, it wasn't anything crazy or, you know, just high school stuff. And I was like, wow, I actually really like this. And I told my mom, I was like, you know, I want to move to Los Angeles and act. And she was like, well, you need to work hard for it. My mom always taught me, like, you just have to work hard. She's a single mother parent. She raised me, you know, mostly. And um, that's it. so we worked really hard on it. We looked for schools out in California. We looked for schools all over. But there's this one in particular where I was like, this is the school. Like, it's straight performing arts. There's no English. There's no nothing. It's just performing. <laughs> performing in different ways by different directors. There's, you know, there's even some singing classes, dancing classes, and stage combat classes. And I was like, this is perfect. Because also when growing up, I always did lean towards superhero movies. I've always wanted, like, I've always, like, I'm not built bigger, but I'm built curvier. You know what I mean? Yes. So mm. when I look up to, when I look at superheroes and stuff, you know, they're strong. And I have, like, a strong figure, you know? I'm not, like, little and petite, and you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I like I looked up to them in that way, and I was like, "Well, I'd want to do action movies because you know I have strong legs. I've been dancing since I was three. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. So like I, I'm built a little different. I'm built like, you know, a little bit more athletic. Yeah, dancers and, tend to be dancers tend to be pretty uh, ripped. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they have muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? you Dense know, muscle. Yeah. Exactly. And so. Um, we found this school and it's the only one I applied to. And my mom was like, you need to apply to more schools. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, this is it. I'm going to get in. We had to audition to get in and it was really scary. And so like months go by and everyone's getting their like acceptance letter. And I was like, crap, 
I didn't get anything. Like, I had oh, nothing no. in the mail. Yeah, I was really scared. I was, like, sad and scared. And <laughs> one night, it was, like, 11 o'clock. And 11 o'clock in Pennsylvania is, like, 8 o'clock here, I think. Yeah, 8 yeah. o'clock here in California. I'm in California right now, obviously. And um, so I answered the phone, and they're like, hello, Amber. I just want to let you know you've been accepted. And I was like, oh, cool. oh my gosh. It, that, <laughs> from that point forward, I'm getting chills. From that point forward, my <laughs> life has changed, like, tremendously. I moved out on my own all the way across the country to California at 18 years old, not knowing a single soul. Wow, that's, that's crazy. A- that's impressive. That's crap. What was that? What was Thank that like? That, that whole that, the whole experience. It was so. It was really scary. It was really scary because I my school was in Hollywood, and a lot of people think Hollywood's mm. glitz and glam. It's not. It's very sketchy. <laughs> yes, it is. Like Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> is very sketchy. <laughs> There's a lot more homeless people you see than celebrities. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it's scary and sad, and you know, and so, but. So everyone's like, oh, she's a no-name, you know, she hasn't done anything. You're completely 100% correct. I have done nothing because for the past four, I just graduated, got my bachelor's. For the past four years, I've been studying the craft. I've been putting in work. And so that's why people don't know me. Like, I I wasn't out auditioning. I was in school from 7 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night. Like, that's how my school was every day. Holy crap. Like, Mm -hmm. my school was very intense. Uh, The name is called AMDA, American Musical Dramatic Academy. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It's a private school. It's smaller. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's so, so that's why, like, I guess guess it's a little bit of my background um, acting wise. How I got to where I'm at. (laughs) Now that's, that's all pretty crazy in a good way. Like that's, that feels like that takes a lot to believe in yourself enough to move away at age 18 in California, not knowing anyone. So that alone, you uh, get some character points for being like Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Thank you. Very true. Now, Thank you. what I want to know is, you said you were a little bit into superheroes. Or you were into superhero movies and stuff growing up. Were, were you, uh, were you, what were some of the ones you remember that left an impact on you? Oh, hmm. I okay so this is like obviously Batman my so you know how your parents influence you and you grow up yes. so I was young and so she loved Batman like loved Batman and your so mother? yes and so of oh, course cool. that influenced me and so like even to this day I find myself like going oh Batman is my favorite you know and he is my favorite but it's like I have a couple other favorites too. And I, I actually tend to lean towards Harley Quinn a lot and like Ooh. the Joker. I like, I really like the villains. I like, I like like the whole edgy backstory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, I just, I really vibe with that. But wait, what was the question? <laughs> Should I answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're halfway through answering it. We're about just uh, some of the influences that you really were drawn towards as you were growing up in oh, terms yes. of superheroes. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So definitely Batman, for sure. Not just because of my mom, but I, I also realized, like, growing up, I realized his story. And that alone is just sad. Mm. You know? Mm. And, you know, there's a couple from, you know, Marvel. But we won't talk about Marvel. 
She's already being a great guest. That, yeah, that, 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 that is an excellent decision you've just made. <laughs> but, you know, I said all superheroes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I liked Superman, but he wasn't, I, I didn't really like him. I watched Smallville, too, growing up. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's like an older, older, I think like early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah, yeah, late nineties, yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, and I really liked that. But I've always been fascinated with the fact, like, the Bat Family didn't have superpowers. Yeah, they were just regular people, and they they had great technology, duh. But they, and overall, they were good people, knowing that they could die mm. because they don't have superpowers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> Scotty, do you have anything that's before pretty, that's I pretty cool. well, It's funny, actually, because you, you mentioned that, um, that like, perhaps you aren't sort of well-known as an actress, but I think, we've, well, we've, we, me and Tyler have talked about this in previous episodes, that is probably exactly what like, the back characters need right now for, yes. for like, casting. Because like, like, in terms of Ben Affleck, we just need a, an actor that's going to come in out of nowhere and embody the role of Batman, and that goes for every sort of Bat family character as well. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that a lot. When Joss was on board with the whole film still, he was saying that he wanted a new a new face. And I was like, yes, like this yeah. is this is it. This is what we need. Like I, I love I love all of the you know, the original actors out in the world. Like I love them all. But it's like we need to start bringing new faces to the screen. And, and like Yeah. Like just like what he was saying, he said he was like, I want you to look at Batgirl and like see Barbara and not and like you know what I mean and not see um another person from a movie you know what I mean you want to see that person for yeah. Barbara and Barbara only you don't want to look at them and be like oh I, yeah that, well she did this movie this movie this movie this movie it's yeah. you know focusing actually on the character and that's what I want and like I you know I I stood by everything he was saying that's very very true actually yeah because it's easy to just pick out a good actor but they may not necessarily fit the role that you want them to sort of portray exactly and i also think it's i think it should be recognized when people not only like look the part you know trained but like are educating themselves on their own about the world the dc world yeah you know some people don't know anything about it and then they get cast and it's like <laughs> dude like that's not fair <laughs> yeah it's kind it's, of not that's fair. very true actually yeah yeah you gotta have someone that loves the character and is going to really sort of put that passion into it i mean as much as i, I we may dislike marvel but someone like robert downey jr he loves iron man oh, he's yeah. passionate about iron man and he commits to that role fully and we need someone oh, yeah. like that that's going to do the same thing with dc that same sort of attitude yeah and i think if they go down that path it'll be really outstanding yeah, it really yeah, would be. be. Speaking of learning about the role and doing your homework, I saw that you were reading a comic book yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing some studying? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I actually visited um, DC headquarters and, you know, they had a couple of things that we could take. Nice. And I was like, oh, I'm taking this. Like, this is awesome. So. <laughs> It's great. It's great. But what was that like visiting there? Oh my gosh. It was, I think I about had a heart attack every five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much I could say because, you know, a lot of stuff is 
secretive at the building. Yeah. But let's yeah. just say they had awesome figurines everywhere. Awesome oh, posters. Wow. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have got to go. It was so cool. It was so cool. And they even have a game arcade. Oh, wow. Hopefully, hopefully all superhero stuff. Oh, oh yeah, I think so. We, uh, it was show. We were not in there, but they were like, this is, uh, this is the arcade. I was like, what? How many people can say they have an arcade in their work? <laughs> I was so, I was so, oh my goodness. I was so struck. I was like, just imagine working there. You being there? Now, I have a question in regards to when did this dream start where you were wanting to be Barbara Gordon? When did the whole uh, petition uh, internet drive to get you as cast as Batgirl? When did that officially uh, enter your mind where you're like, this is something I want to do? So uh, I would have to say it was sometime in the summer. This past summer? Yeah. And so this is actually how it all happened. I'm going to be so real. I've gotten (laughs) told I look like Kristen Stewart a lot. Um, So in the link that my friend sent me, she goes, it was, it was actually like kind of a joke. I didn't know they were casting for this at all. You know what I mean? So she's the one that brought it Mm. to my attention with this link. And she goes, Oh my gosh, they're looking for a Kristen Stewart lookalike to audition for Barbara Gordon. And I was like, what? And I didn't believe her. I clicked the link. It had all of it. And I did my research. I was like, oh my gosh, they are like getting ready to start this whole filming for Batgirl. And I was like, I got to do something. I, like for one, I look like Kristen Stewart. And for two, I love the Bat family, you know? And so this yeah. was around summertime. And I was just like reaching out here and there. Nothing too crazy. Um, but then DC comic news gave me an interview and I was so stoked. I was out of my mind. I was like on cloud nine. I was like, this is it. I love That's it. pretty big. Yeah. That like this big. is awesome. And we did the interview and there were such lovely people and I started sharing it more and more and it was getting some attention, but not a lot. And then, you know, like I, since I am a small name, I'm kind of just like some, you know, we're, we're human. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, this isn't going to happen. Why, you know, why do this? And I, I, it's not that I stopped. I still talked about it. I still was doing my work, you know, but I, I, it's not that I gave up, but I did like pause a little bit and I revalid myself. I revalid, oh my goodness, I can't talk, revaluated myself and picked myself back up. And I was like, you know what? I could either sit and do nothing about it and get nowhere or bust my butt off, see what happens, make great connections with people. And you know what I mean? It's either I try or I don't try. Mm. And my mom, going back to my mom, she didn't raise me to not try. She raised me to work my butt off. And so that's what I'm doing. I picked it back up. It's gotten more attention this time. I've been working a lot harder on it. Um, And it's gotten a lot of recognition. And, you know, in in all reality is, is it's just like, it's so hard getting Warner Brothers attention. Mm, yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. And I'm like, dude, just let me have an audition. Let me prove to you. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I got like right now, if you just listen to your voice, and I don't, if a lot of people are listening out there, you do have a 
a very similar voice to the animated Batgirl. Really? Have you ever? The animated it's very series. similar. Yes, Scott. Um, what do you think? I was, I, to be honest, I was going to say the the Arkham um, Batgirl. To be fair, from Arkham Knight, I think it sound and, and to be fair, I think it actually look like her as well. <laughs> she does. <laughs> you put her hair up and, and put her some like, some glasses on. Be more hundred percent serious. They actually look like Oracle and Batgirl from Arkham Knight and sound like her as well. Wow, that is the biggest compliment ever. Thank you. Well, I think that's why as soon as we saw you. We like we're we've only started following Amber probably within the last week and a half because we saw some some story of hers or some something on Instagram. I don't remember exactly what it was, but where she's petitioned to be Batgirl and one look at her and you'd be like, Oh, that's brilliant. Like that would be awesome. And it's like what Scott said where he mentioned a no name would be perfect because it just become that character. And I think some of the biggest problems in Hollywood are age appropriate casting. And yeah. most of the times, like, we know that there's, like, 30-year-olds playing high schools and, like, rom-coms and all that. And, you know, Batman, they cast him. Is he 30 or 40? No, he's some 50-year-old. But you are actually, like, the perfect age. You're, like, you actually, you actually would embody the character perfectly. Thank you. And it's, um, I, I'm working on my body. Uh, I know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a little curvier. I'm trying, like, I've been doing two-a-days at the gym. Let me tell you, oh my that gosh. is so oh. hard. <laughs> but I'm doing it because, like, I have um, I have so many posters of Barbara in my room, <laughs> <laughs> and I just look at her and it's like, all right, time to get this workout, you know, if I want this, because she is fit, you know. She's not, she's not a stick figure though. She's fit. Yeah. And you know, Harley Quinn, she's a little. I to me, I think she's a little skinnier because she she's more of a gymnastic. She's like a ballerina type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Barbara will just stalk you with her plunges. <laughs> now, are, are you a big fan of, uh, say, the Batman animated series version of Batgirl? I am. I, I really is, am. So are, is that something you watched growing up as well? I actually didn't. I did not watch that growing up. I recently just got into it in the past couple of years, actually. It wasn't something okay, like, I, I didn't know about that growing up. It was more. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> well, we usually ask what your top three favorite Batman animated series episodes are. Mm. But I would like, I would like to know, based on what you've seen of Batgirl in the animated series, if you were to play her, what is a storyline or an event that you would like to portray? Ooh, my favorite one. Mm. Out of the series or just in general? We will go, uh, we'll go in general because there are a pr- lot of pretty great Batgirl storylines. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so I love the whole concept with Batgirl Burnside. The whole college thing i don't know if you guys perfectly up to your alley yeah i I was like i don't know if you guys you probably i was like obviously you guys know about it but (laughs) (laughs) basically she's in college and you know she has those stories with her friends she's trying to make new friends uh she's trying to juggle school and then um you know fighting crime and batman and all that i really like that whole concept going on i really like I really like the young college thing. 
because for one, it's relatable. Yes. But two, that's basically the time zone she's in. But then, and it would fit perfectly with the story too, because you're not too much around Batman at that time, right? Exactly, exactly. And when you're making a Batgirl movie, please don't make it about Batman. <laughs> yeah, true. Make it about Barbara. Well said. Even though we love Batman, but Barbara deserves this. She does. Yeah. Yeah. And we, then, as the fans, deserve it. Too. Oh, for sure, we deserve. Like, and even if I don't get the part, Barbara's going to play such a big part with me now and just life she's so confident and i've learned a lot through that because with there's hate you know about oh i'm sure you get hate oh yeah (laughs) but there's not a lot but barbara's just even it's so crazy that she's just like a comic book character and that comic book character can teach you so much yeah you can learn so much from people that don't exist it's actually crazy yeah and that's that's the simple fact of it I can't relate to any of this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is one of the biggest lies ever told on this podcast. <laughs> now, another thing I like about if they cast you as a young Batgirl, Barbara, uh, would you want to eventually progress to the darker storylines of, say, The Killing Joke? Oh, yes. I think it would be extremely hard, way harder than... Her being college, fighting crime, dealing with drama and girls in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would definitely be a lot harder. It would be a, a shift. Yeah. But it needs to be told. And, oh, gosh, like, imagine being paralyzed. This is so complicated because I, ca- I can't imagine, you know, because we're not paralyzed. Mm-mm. But it would it would definitely be, I would definitely do it. I would definitely want to do it. I definitely think it would be a lot of fun, especially for a, a young actress to be able to, you know, push herself. And I've seen you, for those of you that don't know, she occasionally will post uh, acting videos as well to give an example of her skill level on her story. And she's pretty good. And I, I could see uh, wanting to, as, as an actress, wanting to sink your teeth into a scene where like she gets shot and you're having to portray all that anguish on your face and horror. Mm-hmm. And all that. Yeah. I, I actually lean towards dramatic pieces. So okay, it would nice. be, yeah, it would be really, I don't want to use the word fun. because <laughs> I feel like that's not a good word to put it, but I think it would be an experience. It would be a challenge and I would love to do it. I know Joker would say it's fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely, I think it would be really cool, especially if they cast you around this age and let you keep going for a while. Yeah, and like the thing is, they do cast older superheroes, and I'm like, y'all do know in 10 years, you're going to have to recast probably. And just piss everyone off. I know, we're all going to be so upset. Yeah. Like if they if they cast a Jessica Chastain type? Mm. Since she is older. I've, okay. I just heard that. I don't want. I know. I don't want to throw anything where you'd have to say anything because <laughs> you're, you're trying to make your way. But I'm just saying. I feel. I feel like that was a rumor. And it's like, oh well, she's it's kind of up there in age. Not crazy old, but you know. I still think it's ridiculous they haven't got a Batgirl in the Birds of Prey. To be honest, they a, they have a Batgirl, uh, but not like Barbara Gordon Batgirl. They have Cassandra Kane. I still think uh, it's crazy that a proper Barbara Gordon's not in that. I I agree. 
I agree, because she's the one that created Birds of Prey. Yeah. I it's agree. It's very strange. Dang, look at that knowledge right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, that's true. Yeah. That kind of bugs me that you just said that, Scott, where they they haven't even done a proper Barbara since Alicia Silverstone. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was actually watching some of those scenes today of her. Oh my gosh. I can't, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to take her lisp. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're, you're allowed one swear word per episode, so Ty was used as closer up. <laughs> I, I, this isn't this isn't another podcast we can say whatever we want on this one <laughs> <laughs> also what an honor it is you guys you say it on like the first female and all that that was such an honor thank you well it's it's nice that a female wanted to come on the show to be honest <laughs> really <laughs> well we've asked uh we've asked a few uh female collectors but they they just say they they are a little nervous and we just say well f- feel free to listen to the show and if it's something you want to do again or in the future, we are welcome to have you. There just isn't that many female collectors either. Yeah. But we're trying to diversify. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, it can't be all guys. This is true. But I like, again, I think this is important because, I mean, for us that collect and also are invested in superhero lore, and especially for us, the DC world, is we don't want like what we just went with Ben Affleck. There's a ton of people that invested thousands of dollars in collectibles of Ben Affleck, and now they're going to be collecting dust mm-hmm. for a year. So, I as a collector, we want someone that we can like we've already talked about grow with for a long time. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. And I also want to ask because I feel like you've been you've mentioned a few things, but can you tell us just how many uh, people have shouted you out or some of the big pages that because I feel like you have a lot of community support right now and uh, more now than ever at least i've seen um i've i've gotten a lot of shout outs this is correct a lot of good support um i I can't put the number on them because there (laughs) there's been a lot that's good yeah yeah and i even i'm so down for interviews and stuff because i think it's very good to network i'm like super into networking and, that is important yeah it is it is and a lot of people are like why are you networking on instagram and da-da-da. i'm like you do know instagram is a social platform right <laughs> 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 so i take it to my advantage uh but yeah back to the question i don't know how many people shouted me out a lot of people a lot of people are doing edits of me and i'm so so thankful i love seeing the edits first of all the fact that they take their time out of their day to look at my face and edit it all day. That is just <laughs> the sweetest thing ever. And I'm always, I'm really big on like resharing and posting because they deserve their, their art for one. And I like to thank them in that way. I'm very, I'm very, I try to communicate with people. Like even if I don't know you and you're just like, oh, I, I really hope you get it. I'm like, thank you so much. Like this means the world to me. Like I always, always try to respond back to people. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, just feel like the community reaction has been huge. I mean, like we're toy photographers, so you know we have nothing to kind of do with like the whole acting side of things, and we've even been involved in it. So it, I think the community re- reaction has been really, really positive. Yeah, it's it's been so positive actually, and the fact that you guys even reached out to—I uh, don't even know how this happened. I think we both just kind of collabed. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I just, I just know we were like, hey, hey, want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm also pretty, so thankful. Pretty quick and easy. Yeah. You guys were super kind, and you know that's all, that's all I'm about is being positive and kind to others. Now, have you ever been to a Comic Con? Oh. I've tried before. I've honestly tried before. And I've actually was gonna go to WanderCon, but ooh, I it's ooh. I couldn't make it. I can't I can't make it this year. But I was so trying to go. What about San Diego? That's that's the one, the uh, San Diego Comic Con was the one I was gonna go to. And then I was like, Well, I can't go there. And so let's go to WanderCon. And it's the end of this month and I already have um a couple of shoots and stuff I have prior needs to attend dang it i know i know the the dc guy from um the headquarters he's gonna be there he was like god dang it i was gonna have a you know a table and everything i was like i know that sucks shoot well hmm okay we'll try we'll try to do our best to help you and try to get to san diego comic-con try to get to san diego comic-con yeah, if okay. we could, we, we could, we could try our best to try to see if you we could get you in. Oh, really? Yeah, because we're going. If we're oh able to get another goodness. pass, why not? Oh my goodness! And that would be sick. Yeah, well, I mean, you could do your thing. You don't even have to hang out with us. You could just do your thing. <laughs> wow, that would be such an experience. Yeah, remember we said try. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's the thought that counts. Yeah, well, like, I'm all about, I think what you're doing is amazing. I think it's cool that you have a dream. You set your goal on, on it. You're making it happen. And even at a time where you got down or you felt like maybe things weren't going your way, you didn't let that stop you. You, you kept going. You're back at it now harder than ever. And you actually look like Batgirl. You sound like Batgirl. It would be ridiculous for anyone to want someone else as an actress. I I would, uh, I don't know. I just, you don't know what's, what people think sometimes in terms of Hollywood. Yeah. Scott? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I think it, it's all very well looking like Batgirl, but I just, I just can't get over how close you sound to like Oracle from Arkham Knight. It's actually nuts. Halfway through something when she was talking, I was just like, is, is this really Batgirl? Yeah, honestly, it actually <laughs> really does sound, you really do sound like uh, Oracle. But yeah, no, it's been fantastic. Have you um, ever done any voice acting? Yes, I have. I took a voice acting class. Oh, cool. What was that yeah. like? That's a challenge. I give super props to voice actors because you have to capture the audience literally with your voice. And um, my voice acting classes, we didn't have like cartoons or anything or to match it up with. You would just tell a what? story. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. You would tell a story on the microphone and it would record and we'd hear back to it and we'd try to put the image to it, you know? And my teacher, he was like this older teacher. He was like an iconic, he was on like Avatar, like he voiced <laughs> some Avatar people. So he was like really known. And, he was like this old man. He's super blunt. He's amazing. He'd be like, this sucks, you know, to some people. He's like, there's nothing in your voice. And we're all like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jesus, that is brutal. So, I mean, I, you know, I do like voice acting. I've gotten a couple auditions for 
voice acting and I was like wow this is it's really weird but really cool at the same time mm. okay now in terms of acting before you go on stage or before you are about to be a character in front of people or in front of a camera what is that like do you go through a process where you like zone out and you get in a different zone or what what enables you to just be free and easy and acting without any uh inhibitions like because i've seen some of your acting you you go you go all for it <laughs> thanks <laughs> um i actually love this question so it depends on you know if it's dramatic or comedy <laughs> if i'm doing more of a dramatic piece uh the whole time i'm getting ready hair makeup whatever i'm, I'm honestly kind of to myself I'm putting myself in this character's shoes. I'm going through what the character has been through again. And then I relate it to something in my life. I usually tend mm -hmm. to think about my family because I don't see my family a lot. I see them maybe once or twice a year. And that is just like sad in itself. So I, I hold on to that moment. I hold on to the moment I last said goodbye to my family, you know, having to hop on a plane. Um, mm -hmm. So I hold on to that and I, I hold it all in the back of my head. And... You know, while I'm getting my makeup done, you know, I don't, I don't ignore everybody. I do small talk, you know, they know we're in the zone and that's kind of that process. I sometimes listen to music, you know, sad music, but the thing is, the trick is you don't be sad right away. You know, you build up to the sadness, keep it in the back of your mind. And when you need it, use it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm learning secrets. Oh, <laughs> secrets. <laughs> yeah. And so, because you can't go into a scene and be sad right away and then get even more sad, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, you can, you can't. But I guess the concept I'm saying is like, if you're at a birthday party and you're supposed to be happy and then later in the scene, there's a sad moment, you can't go into the scene completely sad the whole time, you know? Because yeah. the character has to be shown some type of uh, level. You know, mm -hmm. there has to be some type of level to the character. Oh, he, she's she's trying she's trying to hide her sadness, and then it breaks. Like that's the level, you know. And then for mm -hmm. comedy, you know, a lot of people say I'm really good at comedy. I I think comedy is extremely hard. But and most of the videos you posted were kind of in the comedy realm, right? Yes, 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 for sure. And okay. the part where I was laughing, you know, the long part where I was laughing, where I was like. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know i actually <laughs> i actually lost my line there that whole time i'm laughing i'm like crap what is my line oh my god and then i remembered it and i continued to go but that like what people don't know is i lost my line there and i was just like just gotta keep going <laughs> now, sometimes good to improvise like that that's pretty clever yeah and then also that class because that was in school that was in my acting school we did not rehearse that at all you had to come in, know your lines, you get one rehearsal take and then one take and that's it. You mess up, you mess up, that's it, you're done. You like you get an F for the day. What? So my school was really, really intense. Survival of the fittest. Survival, that is correct. Cool. <laughs> but now, yeah. In what you've done so far, your your experience, do you prefer doing things like plays or do you think you prefer things that's on film hmm. 
I've always wanted to do plays and film over theater, but since doing theater, I've learned to love them both equally. Learn the challenge of both? Yep. They're completely two different worlds. It's a lot more mm. pressure, in my opinion, for theater. But you have more freeway in theater. So it's like a give and take for each. You know what I mean? You kind of have to be more strict and um, persistent with film and movies. You know what I mean? And with yeah. theater, you're like, oh, well, you know, I can kind of do this, and you know, with, with this audience because I'm feeling this type of way. Because you could feel the audience's energy. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. So it's very different. That's it. I've never thought that's a good way to think of that. Yeah. You do something new every night if you wanted. Exactly. Exactly. And in theater, I feel like you should kind of do something new every night to surprise your partner. Ah, that'll help them as well. Yeah. The answer is always in your partner. That's a, that's a, (laughs) I'm sure you've learned that. A lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Scott, do you have anything? I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. So, so uh, when you're trying to vibe, you know, you're auditioning or you're preparing for a part, what what motivates you? Because I know I, as toy photographers, passion for carrots motivates you. So what, what motivates you like, to, to put everything you've got into a part? Hmm. What motivates me? I guess the stories. I mean, some mm. some stories um, I'm just genuinely not interested in, like the cheerleader. Like, <laughs> like yes. okay, there's nothing happening with the cheerleader besides she's probably mean, you know? She's a little yeah. stupid, you know? I mean, not all cheerleaders. I'm just saying, like, you know the cheerleading movies. Or, yeah, you know. the stereotypical. Yeah, well, that yeah, must be a really cha- big challenge as well. Like, if you've got a, a character that you're not as passionate about and you've got to make, make that character into something yeah the the answer for that is you just have to love them yeah you have, you have to honestly create a background story for them make that up mm. i remember uh, we'd get these packets and i mean like a big stack of packets and for school every character we got our teacher would give us this packet and be like figure out your character what's their favorite color what's their favorite food like the most randomest things and you just have to do that, bring that character to life. And, you know, she might be cheerleader number three background to the left. <laughs> but you don't know I made a whole background story for her. <laughs> Beyonce sang a whole song about going to the left. Exactly. <laughs> the nice Beyonce. What, what would you do if you weren't an actress? Oh, <laughs> Oh, this is so kind of bad to say, but I feel like I'm not good at anything but acting. That sounds so cocky and conceited. No, not to me. That I, means that you have one goal, you have one thing you want to do. That's what you know you're good at, and you're confident. I, I, I maybe work with animals. Oh, I like the ghost. Yeah, I think I, I really do like animals, but like. <laughs> Are you a vegan? No. Gosh, I've tried. It's okay. Everyone in California tries, I think. I know, but like (laughs) cheese is so good. Oh, heck yeah. Milk. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't go that far. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I just love cheddar cheese. It's so good. Well, that's uh, Scott. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, um, I think it's been fantastic and a real insight into not only um, you as a person, but also into the whole sort of psyche of being an actress. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. And I am going to be posting, I think, next week. Um, I took some little scenes of the Batman animated series, and oh. I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. try to act them out. They're not very long scenes because it's kind of hard finding dialogue scenes without, like, fighting. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because, like, you can't really do that with a self-tape of you just, like, sitting there fighting yourself. It's kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> so um, I found two little small scenes. Hopefully they turn out good because I do want to post the more serious part of me. Um, oh, that would be fantastic to see. Yeah, um, I want to post, like, a dramatic monologue or a scene or something so people can see that I do act. You just got me really excited. I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> Thank you. I'm dying to see what these scenes are now. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Perfect. That's just don't say anything else. That's that's something that I'm gonna be pumped to see which ones you pick. Thank you. I'm excited. They're cute. They're they're, they're little and cute, so it'll be fun. <laughs> any any last words, Scott? Um, well, thank you so much for not only for your time, but. Uh for the insight and also for um for coming on the podcast it's been a real pleasure of course thank you from the bottom of my heart you guys are amazing and no matter what happens i'm still going to be stalking your content because it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i want to thank you again too for coming on not only did we learn about you and just how much determination you have in going after something that you desire which we all respect but i also feel like, yeah, what Scott said, we learned a lot about just what goes into the acting process and just how tough it is, not only for someone that may not be, what you said, a no-name coming here fresh, but just in the skills that are needed to require the mental fortitude, the timing. I think all that stuff that you gave little insights on was pretty cool and interesting for us, at least. Okay. I really hope that people continue to support you i hope that all of you guys out there listening go follow her again you can find her at on instagram at amber ever and i'm sure from there you can follow her from facebook uh twitter i'm sure you got all that right yeah <laughs> okay good and uh yeah thank you guys for listening i hope you guys enjoyed amber on her quest to become the batgirl for a generation at least <laughs> one or two movies <laughs> and again we want to thank you guys especially the last four or five episodes there's been a huge uptick in uh, listener support so we hope you guys are continue to enjoy and our guests enjoy the scott and i what we talk about and we hope that you continue that to enjoy not only do it having guests like toy photographers on but having guests like this on that are a little different uh not from the toy world but within the same realm i would say and yeah again this is dc figures and collectibles we do what you do too we find a dream and we go after it till we eventually get it so again big thanks to amber please go follow her and we hope you guys will enjoy the next episode coming up on thursday till then i'm tyler and i was joined by scott we'll talk to you